Hier in Zetsel word aan jou gebring die Radio Kaapse Kansel op 729 AM. Bezoek ons gerust by www.kaapsekansel.co.za Into me see A place where we learn about deep connection with yourself, those close to you and, and with God. In our program we deal with reality, restoration and redemption in the face of addiction. We uncover intimacy as seeing into me and the role it plays in healthy, authentic and thriving relationships. Yeah, in our 38 years of marriage, our understanding of intimacy has grown incredibly. I am Frederick Woolz. And I'm Suki Woolz. Even after all those years of growing in intimacy, we still have our challenges. Mm-hmm. In our roles as licensed counsellors, we continue to learn about the crucial role of intimacy and relationships. Yes, and with the rapid development of technology, there are so many distractions such as our phones, uh, the internet and gaming that lure us into a virtual world, away from face-to-face intimate connections in the here and now. And that in turn impacts our intimacy with others, with God and ourselves. Because of these distractions, many people fall into the trap of process and substance addiction as a substitute for intimate relationships with God, others and themselves. Yes, so please join us as on our journey we travel into greater intimacy and connection, especially with those closest to us. This month we're talking about my relationship with myself, God, and the way they influence one another and vice versa. It's not a straightforward topic, and we figured out we need an expert to get through this. It's our privilege to introduce to you Dr. Julie Slattery from the USA. Her credentials are too long to mention, but what's important for our next two conversations is that she's a recognized expert in the integration of biblical truth, intimacy, and sexuality. She's a clinical psychologist, author, and speaker with over 25 years of experience in counseling, discipling, and teaching. Yes, Julie holds several degrees in psychology from Christian universities, and she works at focused uh, focus on the family she, she worked, worked there, there. <laughs> and uh, she co-founded uh, authentic intimacy in 2012 and she hosts a weekly podcast called uh, java with julie thank you for that julie uh, blog speaks and writes about uh, the intersection of sexuality and christian life julie and her husband mike have been married f- since 1994 and have three sons Mm, a very, very important credential for a mom and talking about intimacy, a, B, a MA degree. <laughs> Thank you, Julie, for joining us and very, very welcome. Oh, so good to be with you. Thank you for having me. We are really privileged to have you. And to a certain extent, you have been the inspiration for our program, Into Me See, that started broadcasting in South Africa since September last year. I remember I wanted you for the opening program, but you were very busy launching your sexual discipleship program. And at last, you are here with us today. Can you tell us about your ministry with authentic intimacy and how that started? 
Yeah, well, it really began with um, just the Lord calling me to seek Him more deeply in my personal life and just spending a lot of time with the Lord, um, a lot of time just worshiping Him. And um, to make a long story short, He just put uh, an undeniable burden on my heart to be talking about um, sexual issues. Primarily, initially, I, I talked to women about sexual issues and just different aspects of sexual brokenness. And I just noticed that uh, that there were so many people that were suffering around areas of sexuality and that a lot of church resources uh, just kind of skimmed the surface and mm. didn't address the pain that so many people were walking in. And so, uh, and so just stepped out by faith and the Lord's leading and it's been a journey for sure ever since. We're so thankful for your vulnerability to step into these uncomfortable questions that people are often too scared to talk about. And I think we're trying to mention some of these on this program as we're trying to walk in that. But we're in the very beginning steps of where you have been many years ago. So for this program, we would like to focus more on how does knowing myself impact my relationship with God and, and the other way around. So, and the next mm-hmm. program, we'd love to get more into the sexuality part. And I know it's intertwined in some way, but um, we'd love you to help us to expand on that little by little. So just as a start, mm. Frederick wants to ask you a question. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you, Julie. And uh, what I noticed from what you were sharing with us is that you spent time with the Lord and you worship. Mm-hmm. And uh, that didn't necessarily, uh, and this is, the, this is my question, did uh, it come from knowing yourself first and, and then you were able to connect and intimately with God or was it God that was connecting with you intimately and uh, how did it work for you? Mm, boy, that's a good question. Well, uh, you know, my background being in psychology we spend a lot of time focused on knowing ourselves, understanding mm-hmm. our own story, uh, you know, looking inward in terms of um, what is blocking me in my life, what fears do I have. But, but what I think surprised me about that season of my life was I learned more about myself by knowing God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think we spend a lot, a lot more effort looking inward to try to understand God. Whereas if we can really know God and um, and connect with Him, I think He's the greatest psychologist. Uh, mm. we, we gain clarity on the lies we believe. Um, we see that He can bring us healing. And so, um, whereas I spent most of my my professional career looking at looking inward, I've really learned over the last ten or fifteen years the power of of looking upward, and um, that it really is when we see God rightly, we begin to see ourselves rightly. Mm, I love what you say. But on the other hand, I come from a background where I had a relationship with God, but it was very distant. I mean, I loved I loved him and I wanted to have a relationship with him, but it was a, a very intellectual relationship. I did mm-hmm. not have that relationship with myself. I didn't know about my feelings. I didn't know. I was had no awareness. 
And I always tell our friends, the listeners, that for many years that kept me from an intimate relationship with God because I thought I had an intimate relationship with Him. But it was merely reading the Bible, praying, the tra- you know, the rituals and the traditions. How would you yeah. respond to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was very much my story as well, Soki. It, it, I had a very intellectual relationship with God. I served God. I loved Him. I obeyed Him. But I didn't have an intimate relationship with Him. And there's a big difference between the two. Uh, and one of the things that happened to me before I started Authentic Intimacy, when I kind of went into this journey of spending more time with the Lord, was I realized that even though I'd grown up in church and He was my Savior, uh, I really confronted the fact that I didn't know God uh, like I would know a person. That when Mm -hmm. I really confronted um, what was going on inside me, I didn't really know that He loved me. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that he loved me as part of the whole world that he died for, but I really didn't understand that he knew my name, that he was he was inviting me to that personal of an interaction with him. And, I, you know, we look at the first and greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. And what I recognized is that I didn't know how to love God with my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew how to love him with my mind. Exactly. I knew how mm-hmm. to align my thoughts to his word. But I didn't know how to love him like I would love my husband, mm. uh, with emotion, with affection. Mm. And so um, and so when we talk about knowing and, and worship was a key part of that for me, was learning how to personally worship him. But when we talk about knowing God changing our view of ourselves, we're not talking about the intellectual knowledge of God. We're talking about the actual personal knowledge of God, which is a whole different thing. Mm. And then what what I hear, yeah, it's more of an experiential knowledge of him. But what I hear is when you started pursuing him with your heart as well, not only with your mind. Am I right when I say that? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I knew how I knew how to pursue him with my mind. I loved studying the scriptures. Uh, I loved that, but mm. uh, but there's there was a block in my heart mm. uh, in terms of just receiving his love. Um, you know, when you talk about even knowing yourself, there's so much of our backgrounds and how we were parented that we project onto God and mm-hmm. assume that he's like. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so some of it was recognizing that, that God wasn't isn't my parents, uh, that his love is completely different, mm-hmm. and, um, and, re- and receiving his love in a different way than I ever had before. Mm. A very, very important statement that I also heard you making was that change comes from God. And, um, you know, you were mentioning a little while ago that uh, you had a very psychological relationship uh, with yourself, basically, in, you know, with the introspection. Um, when, when did the psychological knowledge of yourself go over to the more experiential and reality knowledge of yourself and turn over turn that over to be a, in a, a intimate relationship with God mm. well that's that's a good question I, I think it's a journey and I think some of it is if we only get stuck on looking on the inward, we just try to figure it out. Mm. We try to mm. solve the problem. We try to mm. talk about, talk ourselves out of mm. uh, things that we don't want to feel or believe. Um, but 
Let me let me see in the scripture that Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." He doesn't say, "I speak the truth and the life." He says, "I am the truth and the life." Mm, and mm. I think when we only study the scripture, we're looking at the things that Jesus said, um, and we're looking at it intellectual as if it's something we can learn from him. Mm. Whereas what he was really saying is, "I, the person, am the embodiment of mm. what can set you free." And it's not just the things that I say, but it's actually, like the scripture says, being united with me, uh, me being in you as you are in me and as the Father is in me. And so Jesus is calling us to an intimate knowing of him, an intimate relationship with him that goes beyond just trying to figure things out or have an intellectual assent to what we believe is true. Yes. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a personal knowing. And yes. so that's mm. a journey, and it transforms everything. And it doesn't mean that the intellectual truth is bad. That's, that's how God sometimes gets us to Him, and it's the guardrails of, of how we understand God. But at some point, we have to go beyond that. Mm. Mm. Very important for the, to go deeper, right? Let's quickly take a break and then we'll get back to you after the break and continue to talk about the struggles and hurts and how that helps us to get closer to him. Yeah, thank you very much, Julie, um, for your sharing with us. And you were talking about this intimate relationship with God. And, um, you know, it's sometimes a difficult concept to understand. It's it's hard enough to navigate our relationship with other people, people that we can see and hear. You know, there's a story of the small girl that was afraid and at night, and her father came to sit with her and said, but Jesus is with you. And she responded by saying, I would like a Jesus with a skin on. Um, so how, how do we nurture this intimate relationship with God? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And, you know, Jesus does have skin on <laughs> in his church mm. and in his body. Mm. Um, you know, and that little girl having her father's presence with her, probably comforting her and hugging her when she was scared, is a revelation of who God is. Mm. Uh, and God doesn't just reveal himself through the scriptures. He reveals himself through the way he works in his people. Mm. And so like an example for me is when I was going through that journey with the Lord, um, God brought me somebody with skin on. He brought me um, the woman who helped me start the ministry authentic intimacy, Linda Dillo, who is just a really passionate um, woman of God. And she nurtured me through that season, um, mm. very much like a spiritual mother. And uh, and through her ministry to me, she was, God was healing some wounds in my heart that I didn't even know I had, and teaching me about His love in ways that, that really set me free. Mm. And so it, Linda wasn't God, but Linda was God's spirit in her as mm. his body. And mm. Jesus says, when I'm going to go away, you're going to be my body on earth now, you the church. Mm. And so um, now I get the I get the joy and the privilege at times to be Jesus with skin on to other people mm. and to say a word that they need to hear, um, to, to tell them I love them, to serve them. Uh, and so it's not that we worship the people who serve us. That's not it at all. It's God ministers to us through one another. And um, and there have been times where in my life where I've had somebody like Linda or other people who 
I'm like, wow, if God is this kind, <laughs> uh, if God is this loving, then I want God uh, mm. because I saw a glimmer of him in a person. Mm. Um, or if this person can forgive me or this person can accept me, mm. then maybe God can. Mm. And so, uh, yes, we do want to encounter God himself through prayer and through worship. And I really have experienced and believe that he meets us. The scripture says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And when we do that, he really does meet us. Mm. But often some of the first steps to meeting us, because he knows we're physical people, is he sends messengers um, that speak love and life into us and speak truth into our hearts. Mm. So, Julie, what I hear you saying is that we can have those special experiences of intimacy with God when we are in solitude, but we cannot really experience the deep inner intimacy in isolation. Mm. We need to be in His community, community with His people so that we can experience this intimacy with God. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, the Scripture talks about encouraging each other in psalms and hymns mm. uh, and wisdom and uh, comforting each other. And so God is at work among his people. The scripture says, when you gather together, I'm in your midst. Mm. And so it's not one person, but it's the body of believers being filled with his spirit and using the gifts that God has given them that manifest his presence to us. Mm. And that encourages us, like, um, you know, within the last year, I really, I moved locations here in the U.S., and I really realized I need some good friends, especially mm. with COVID. Like I need yes. some good friends that are encouraging me in my walk with the Lord. And so, mm. yes, I have my time of God every morning that's alone, but I also now have four or five friends that we intentionally get together and we seek the Lord together. We encourage one another in our walks with Him. Mm. Um, we speak wisdom over each other. And so uh, there, there has to be both that intimate alone time with the Lord but the scripture says, don't forsake getting together, assembling together. And that doesn't just mean church. It means don't forsake, um, you know, communing together, talking about me, um, you know, encouraging one another in your faith because mm -hmm. God designed us that we need that. Yep. So important. Um, the previous month, our theme for this program was um, the importance of sharing in safe spaces with groups of people, you know, small groups that are safe and non-judgmental. And uh, that also reminds me, as you were talking, I was looking at thinking about the cross, um, you know, that the vertical part of the cross is our relationship with God and then the horizontal part where um, our relationship with people and how that plays out in the symbol of the cross. Dr. Julie, mm -hmm. I want to ask yeah. you something else because this program, um, many of our friends and our listeners um, struggle with some form of addictive behavior. And so we want to, I want to ask you about um, those of us who struggle with hang-ups and habits and, and addictive behavior. How does that influence the relationship with God and myself, myself and God? Mm. Well, I think we have to realize we're all we're all addicted to something. We're mm -hmm. all we're all addiction people, mm -hmm. and an, an addiction is defined as 
essentially like where you go to get life. Mm. Um, when you wake up every morning, what is it that is going to give you a sense of grounding, a sense of, I can make it through the day. Uh, and so we're, we're all addicted to something. Mm. Um, when we talk about addictions in our society, we're talking about addictions that are dysfunctional. Mm. And so addictions to things that are harmful, um, like drugs or alcohol or um, addictions to pornography. But, you know, when I wake up every day, the first thing I want to be, <laughs> I want to be addicted to is God, you mm-hmm. know, because he made us to be addicted to him. Mm. He made us to not be able to get through a day without fellowship with him. But we substitute all these other things mm-hmm. in his place. And so we're addicted to our phones. We're addicted to our social media accounts. Right. We're addicted to work. Uh, we're addicted to our coffee. We're addicted to food. <laughs> um, and so uh, we're addicted to certain people. And there's levels of that that are functional and that can even be healthy. Like mm. it's good that a young mom is addicted to taking care of her kids because uh, their survival depends on that. Mm. Uh, but but when it becomes unhealthy is when that attachment, whatever it might be, becomes the thing that gives me life. Mm. Um, and so I, I think the Christian journey is all about. I remember reading a book a long time ago, and I loved the title. It was called The Last Addiction, mm. that the goal of the Christian life is to get to the place where my last addiction is truly Jesus. Mm. Um, and are any of us there? No. You know, we all we all are growing in our dependence on the Lord, but we also have all these other things, our success, uh, money, what people think of us, uh, you know, being accepted by people. Mm. We all have these other things that, that fill in the gaps. And so um, true freedom is when we get to the place where we become addicted to the person that we were made, we were made to, to worship for eternity. And so that's, we're all on that journey somewhere. And I think it helps to realize that, um, that it's not just certain people who identify as being addicted. Um, just some people's addictions are are more evidently harmful than other people. Mm. Mm. It reminds me, um, I've heard someone said, and it was a pastor, that we're actually all addicted, exactly like you said. So Frederick and I always say that on the program as well, except that people don't always mm. experience themselves as being like that, because in a way we're addicted yeah. to sin, you know, the, those patterns, so everything, anything and everything but God, <laughs> you know, that gives us meaning yes. and that gives us life. Mm-hmm. It is true. We're addicted to control. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it. There, and when life starts to not work for us, the pain is that our addictions are revealed. Yes. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the person, mm-hmm. the person that was giving us life isn't isn't there anymore, mm-hmm. or um, we can't have control anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And that that is pain, but it can also be seen as God's goodness um, to in his kindness, revealing the things that we've attached life to. Mm. And and these changes don't come in isolation and with our own efforts. Mm. So there are people that are caught in uh, life's challenges and problems and addictions that actually do go out for help. They join 12-step groups. They go for counseling. they, Mm -hmm. They see people who are safe and that can give them direction and guidance and facilitate their their relationships how do these changes um, how what do they do in the relationships 
with themselves and uh, with with God. These efforts that they make to mm. to go for help. Mm, that's a good question as well. You know, First John, I think, particularly First John chapter one, really talks about the difference between when we deny and hide sin and when we bring it in the light. Mm. And God is saying, when you bring your sin into the light, you have fellowship with me and with one another. Mm. But if you say that you don't have sin, then you deceive yourself and you walk in darkness. Mm. And um, the powerful thing about joining a group is not even necessarily whatever steps they're going to use or curriculum they're going to go through. The most powerful thing is that you've taken the choice to come out into the light. Yes. And um, and that, that can be through a group. It can be through your friends. But simply saying out loud, I wake up every day and I'm addicted to pornography. Mm. I look at it three times a day and I can't stop. Mm. Something in the spiritual realm is broken. Honest. When we mm. say that. Mm. Being honest. Yeah. It's like, Satan no longer has the same foothold he used to. Mm. And it it doesn't mean that you're not going to still struggle, but you never, never heal in isolation. Mm. Uh, Even if you say, oh, yeah, God and I, we've got this, you're still hiding. You're still pretending. Mm. uh, You're still walking in shame and bondage. Mm. And so, uh, you know, that, that courage to confess completely and not only to do it once, but to have people in your life that are going to ask you hard questions and you're committed to answering them, answering them honestly, like that's, that's a power right there. Um, you know, the big part of addiction is not necessarily what we're addicted to. It's the fact of hiding mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, hiding will always destroy us because it keeps us from the healing light of God and it keeps us from walking in fellowship with him and with one another. Mm. Thank you, Julie. Very, very important. And, uh, you know, most of our listeners and our program is centered around uh, sexuality. And uh, the problem that uh, sexual addiction causes in our relationships to God, others, and ourselves. So I think we need to talk more about uh, the sexuality and uh, our relationship, how that relates uh, into our relationships. But we will not do it today. We can do it next week. Um, So thank you very, very much, Julie, for uh, sharing with us. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye, listeners. Thank you. I look forward to it as well. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Julie. Listeners, remember to write to us at fredericksuki at kpulpit.co.za. Till next time. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your questions to fredericksuki at kpulpit.co.za. Frederick Suki, one word, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-K-S-O-E-K-I-E at kpulpit.co.za. Let's connect next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.